you want to zip through video or no? Sure. Let's do this. Boom. Hey, Greg. Another week. Another week, another dollar. Another week, another dollar. That's about all I got this week, too. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you and me, my friend, you and me. Yeah. I, th- I think, I, th- I think everyone's waiting for my new website launch. I talk about it too much. They're like, we're waiting for your new website. I'm like, Oh man, I got to get this thing out there. <laughs> you, put too much, <laughs> you, too, you put too much pressure on yourself, Joe. I know I do. I definitely do. But yeah, it's okay. Gotta, sometimes you have to be self-motivated, push yourself a little. Yep. Yeah. I was stuck in a rut actually last week and, uh, Man, I was thinking about this new feature, but I was instead of like thinking about exactly just what I need to do, I started going off and thinking about all the like little edge case scenarios. Like, thank you, Paul Russum, because he's the one that gets all these. Well, what if we did this with it? And what if we did that with it? And it's just like he gets these things in my head and makes me go. And I thought for like three days on something about how to implement something, because I kept thinking about all these edge cases and how I was going to deal with them. And when it came down to it, I fi- when I finally sat down within like two hours, I had like the base of almost everything done. Right. And it was just like, God, why did I think about this for so long for like three days? I mean, to be honest, I, I did. I did think about it a lot and uh, it, it did, I think, make the end solution better. But man, I I overthought it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. Paul's really good at really good at stuff like that. And he's recently started contributing some tips to my weaver tip site yeah that's cool but he put, yeah yeah i was really excited yeah he's trying to he likes to have that kind of collection of like sample projects that he makes mm-hmm. so he, now he has like a little bit of a platform so it doesn't uh get lost i guess what happens a lot is that you know like the forum and stuff like that things mm-hmm. get, just get buried yeah and he and you know it's hard to dig it out people miss it and you get those questions same questions over and over and over again. So now he has a venue where he can just post it and then he can just link to it and say, here you go. You know, here's an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and people can kind of browse that and keep on top of that. So I'm really excited to have him kind of contributing whenever he has, you know, comes up with an idea or inspiration for something. And Sweet. So I'm really excited. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, it's good like that. So what are we talking about this week, Joe? So this week we are going to be talking about video, right? Now, me and Greg aren't video experts, but uh, we do quite a bit of video. At least, you know, I I think both of us do. Um, um, So, yeah, we're going to give you our tips and tricks for video on how to, you know, make videos, how to embed them on your web page, right? So I think where we're going to start off is we're going to start off with how do you create your video, right? Um, I mean... This subject is huge. We could probably go on for it for hours. We're just going to give you a few minute introduction in terms of what we use and whatnot. So, um, Greg, what do you use to create your videos? I use two two different tools. Um, if I'm doing a professional kind of video, I use ScreenFlow. No other no other app that I'll use. If I'm taking a quick screen record for somebody to help somebody out with support issues, I use oh, what's the app? Sorry, DropShare. Mm. I use DropShare for that. I, or you can use, there's other apps that, that do it too. Cloudly and... Yeah, Dropler oh, does oh, it. Dropler, thank yeah. you. But all my professional stuff that I try to make, those 
those uh, gifs that I make on Weaver Tips, any kind of any kind of video GIF. for like an <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Should record we're gonna record that into a segment and just play that. Yeah. <laughs> make that a, make make that one of your little shortcut keys in your, yeah. on your uh, little player that you play. Um, yeah, so uh, that's what I use for all the all my professional stuff is um, ScreenFlow. Now, here's a, here's a question. I use ScreenFlow as well. Uh, amazing app. I I couldn't live without it. Um, it is great. But my ultimate question is, do you pre-script out or do you do it on the fly? Oh, you don't know the answer to that, Joe. <laughs> you know the answer. <laughs> and I know you're, and, and, and I know what you do is the exact opposite of what I do. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I, write, I write. I write a script. I got it. I put. The, I put the script on my on my left display. I get wow. my recording on my right display, and uh, and I uh, go through it. And I, I and then I use my script and then the audio and then I try to put in the closed captions and everything. Oh wow, man! Yeah, going all out I, as you probably thought. It's, it's why you. It's why you produce more than I do. <laughs> I, I am completely one hundred percent off the cuff. I, I sometimes if it's if it's a really important video, like a marketing video, like, um, you know, like the main sales sales video for a particular product or if it's a big one like foundation or total CMS, those videos, I'll maybe sketch out like an outline of the topics I want to cover in the video. But that's about as far as I go, um, you know, outline, you know, 10 points I want to make sure I cover in the video and the rest of it is 100 percent on the fly. And I will sometimes completely mess up and start an entire segment over again and i fix everything in post so when i go to edit all the videos i edit up you know or you know delete various parts because i redid a part like 10 times totally happens um so yeah uh now a lot of my videos i do I've been starting like with a, a quick, like little pre-roll. I try to do something funny or silly right in the video and uh just to be fun. Um the, the problem is like some of my videos, I was like one upping it. And then at one point it's like, I can't, I can't up that one anymore. You know, like agent was pretty cool. That was a fun one. I don't know if you saw my agent video where I like, I, I wore like the, the, the trench coat and the hat and the sunglasses. And I came up with a Nerf gun and I shot the camera and uh, that was fun. Or the, the, the email video where, um, see, I bought my son a, a drone for Christmas and I wanted to make sure I could write it off as a business expense. So I used the drone to film the incoming video segment of the email stacks video and it flew over my neighborhood and down the street. And then it, it saw me walking to my mailbox and I pulled out a letter and all that jazz. So yeah, business expense for the drone. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hope your uh, tax attorney's listening. Just in hey, case. hey, it's it was a business. I used it for business. I used it for business, and I, I plan on using it more. So, um, yeah. So I I do a lot of the the video recording. Um, I used to do a lot of the videos of me v- with my webcam. I've tried to up my game a little bit with um, either I use I have a Canon PowerShot uh, G7X, just a little point and shoot. And, um, that creates really nice, stunning video. Um, and then into last year I, uh, spoiled myself and I got the 5d Mark four when it was released. And, um, I've shot a few videos with that. Um, like my black Friday video I shot with that. 
Um, and that just creates really stunning, really sharp, crisp video. Um, and then that, like I bought like a little LCD panel that I mount on the hot shoe plate on the top. And then I flip it over so that I could see myself. Here's actually a great tip when, when you're giving a video and you're, it's actually you in the video. Um, sometimes it's hard to look at the camera, right. Or the webcam. And so what I do is I open up a, um, I created a little app for myself. I call Camtastic, but you can open up like photo booth on your Mac and just open that up and put it at the top of the window next to the webcam so that you see yourself. And I find it so much easier. It feels like, yes, it's like I t- I'm talking to myself, but at least you have something to focus on and someone to talk to. You're talking to yourself. And I find that um, very beneficial. So uh, there's a little cool little tip. If you're, if you are on video, either a webcam or a camera, get something where you can see yourself so that you can actually like have something to focus on. Um, so that's a cool little tip. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. And then I take all those from the, all those video files from the, my drone or cameras or whatnot. And they're, you know, they save all to MP4 files and I drag and drop those into screen flow. And then I, you know, mix and match those with, um, the actual screen recordings that I do with ScreenFlow. Um, so, okay, I'm going a little a little bit more in depth than I originally planned. But next up is when you're recording your screen, okay, um, record in full resolution. So record your entire screen, okay. Then when you're in ScreenFlow, go ahead and it's like file video, you know, dimensions or whatnot, or you know, file setup, and then change the dimensions of the video to be. Uh, 1920 by 1080. Okay. Or HD. Right. And then what that is, is your screen size, the, the, the resolution of your video recordings are bigger than that. Um, mine is like, you know, you know, over 4k. Right. But then what's cool about that is instead of shrinking the, the, the videos down to be, you know, or keeping the videos at that dimension and then exporting it to 1080p. Um, if you change the video size and screen flow and then all your videos are scaled up. So everything is going to be super sharp and crisp when you want to zoom into various elements um, on the page. Right. So that's a cool little tip. Um, it took me years to figure that one out and it seems so logical now, but um, yeah, ever since I started doing that, a lot of my screen recordings were a lot more sharp and crisp because um, I'm, I wasn't scaling the video up and down. Um, so, yeah. So I have a little tip. Yep. Video length. Three minutes. <laughs> three minutes. My what God, do you think? you think I could ever speak less than three minutes, man? No, I mean you, your 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 first sentence took three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I mean, that's what do you target? Oh man, so I never hit my targets. Let me just say that you know, um, I I want to create video short videos, and I always end up going more. Even like when I do my like video tutorials on like how to use this stack. You know, I think, okay, I want to do this in 10 minutes. And then 35 minutes later, the video is done. You know, it's, uh, well, the video is that long. You know, I'd say my, my, probably my, my common, my average length is probably closer to 30 minutes. Um, So I'm way, but that's for like a tutorial based video, you know? Yeah. uh, yeah, I'm saying like sales video, let's say your product page sales pitch video. Yes. I try to try to shoot for that. I would like, I would love that to be under two minutes actually. Um, but sometimes I find that that hard to do as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think that's a good range. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So you're talking about next about videos. 
So next up is compression. Yeah, I think that I think that's pretty good. Um, so I'll be honest. Most of the time when I am using ScreenFlow, I I tweak some of the export settings. Or actually, let me. I'll just uh, let's open it up really quick. Um, I tweak some of the export settings, but most of the time I just take whatever their stock is and I upload 1080p uh, straight up to YouTube. And I, I don't, I use ScreenFlow. They connect straight to YouTube. They also connect to a bunch of other video providers, right? But um, yeah, I, I do straight up to YouTube and um, yeah, I use ScreenFlow's compression. But there are a lot of other great video compression apps out there uh, that you should probably pay attention to if you want to host your own videos and do stuff like that. How about you, Greg? Uh, I do the same as you, except I typically use Vimeo. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if I was to do it myself, I'd use Handbrake. Mm -hmm. But to be honest, I kind of rely on these hosting providers, their technology and their logarithms, their compression engines to do that for me. Yeah. So I want, I personally want to retain the full uncompressed source as much as possible Mm -hmm. and like leave that kind of mojo magic to them. Yep, and so that I could always publish it somewhere else. I could always republish it and have it re-encoded, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. You know, yep. I never, I never do that my own, on my own. Yeah. So when I export it to uh, from ScreenFlow, I also always export it locally, and I save that local copy to my NAS so that you know, obviously, if anything were to happen, because I don't save the ScreenFlow files themselves because those are ginormous, right? Um, so I do save the exported MP4 file. Um, that got uploaded, the same exact file that gets uploaded to YouTube. I save that file and throw that on a NAS that has all my videos on it. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So you mentioned self-hosting. Yes. So um, how do you feel about we're hosting your videos? um, You know, I think if you're doing like tutorial length videos, it just doesn't make any sense to warehouse those yourself. Where warehousing your own videos makes sense is if you're doing like some background video or things like that's when I would warehouse a video myself, right? Um, is if, you know, I'm using something like my impact or eclipse stack where, um, those support background videos and you can have content on, on top of it and stuff like that, right? Those type of videos, um, which are more, you know, accent and background of your site, um, or, and add to the style. I think those videos make sense to host yourself. Okay. And that's where you should look at more compression tools, such as Handbrake, like uh, Greg mentioned. Um, there's also, we've mentioned some other tools in the past Video Compress Pro. Um, Apple has an app called Compressor as well, which is really great. And if you're uber geeky and adventurous, you can use this uh, command line tool called FFMPEG, which most of these apps are just wrappers around anyway. Yeah. Even I, I totally agree with you. My only caveat is that. It's really like a fine line, like those background videos, it quickly becomes much more than that. And you almost could benefit from hosting it on a CDN, like Cloudflare or something like that to get Cloudflare to cache them. So it's a very, it it, it quickly becomes like, you might as well just publish it on a on a cdn or something like that yeah i and also i think a lot of times those people when they do those background videos they they go way overboard and they're huge right i mean a lot mm-hmm. of times i'll see ones that are like 50 megabytes and she's like yo dude you, this needs to be like one megabyte you know yeah. and yeah. 
a, you know, you don't necessarily, you might not need 1080p or 4k video, which some people I've seen try to use, right? You don't need that. And there's some tricks. Like if you, if you put an overlay on top of the video, like some sort of like a transparent overlay, you can get away with like murdering that video file. Like you can really crank down that resolution and just by adding the overlay, no one will ever notice. They will notice your page load being slow much more so than they're going to be like, oh yeah, check out that super sharp, crisp background video. No, they're not. Do you know know who else notices your page load being slow? Google. Ding, 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 (laughs) ding. Oh man, I should have done the brrr, the drum roll for that. Damn it. That, I messed yeah, up again. Yeah. Oh, Joe, you're killing me. Damn. Yep, exactly. Google <sighs> notices. That's a huge, huge thing. Slow, slow page speed because then your bounce rate goes up. Your SEO dives down. Yeah. Thanks yep. for that, Joe. Reminded me of that. So. Yeah. So anyway, if you want to warehouse your image, um, Check out our, if you, if you've listened to all the image, you know, um, podcasts we did, we did a section on warehousing. It's identically the same as images. You create a folder on your server, you upload the video there, you get the URL, you're done, right? There's tons of apps out there that do it. Transmit, Dropshare, a whole bunch of other ones. Um, check those out. Uh, check out that episode on images. Um, we don't need to rehash all of that information there. Do you agree? It's pretty much ex- exactly the same as warehousing an image to warehouse a video. I agree. This would be a great time to say weforradio.com slash archive. <laughs> Boom. Man, there you go. We're, 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 we're becoming pros, man. Look at that. We're, <laughs> like, we're, see, like we're getting up for, for like, yeah. <laughs> it's like volleyball. It's like volleyball. You just, like, you just like lay it up and, you know, the other one spikes it, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so I don't want to warehouse it. What do I do next? We use a video service, right? Yes. I'm all in with video. YouTube. How about you, Greg? Uh, you know, I love Vimeo. I love the quality of their videos. But if I was to, if you were to rename YouTube to something else and call it something different, I would call it Google Junior. <laughs> and for SEO, it's like a second Google. So, you know, there's just so many users on it. So, you know, I love, I love Vimeo. I don't know if I'll, up what I'll probably end up doing in the near future is just publishing in both places mm-hmm. and letting that letting that search engine ranking you know kind of help there. So basically, what I'd say is I'm probably going to start publishing in both places because the SEO boost from a service like YouTube, because it's owned so closely by Google, is just too hard to ignore. Mm-hmm. You know, and, but I do love I do love Vimeo, the quality, the player the analytics, the service in general. I think it's a you know, great service. Yep. You know, if you're doing a professional stuff, they seem to have better professional grade tools and those kind of things. So, yeah. Yeah. So back in the day I used Vimeo as well. And it was because I used it back in the day because their video player was like head and shoulders above YouTube's. Right. Uh, in terms of just the look and feel of the video player, right? And um, I was also kind of trying to be the hipster, trendy guy that didn't go with YouTube, and I'm using Vimeo, right? And so I, I did do that, and then, uh, and then I decided, you know, that was kind of stupid because 
you know, like you said, YouTube, um, it is the number two search engine in the world. I've heard that many times. I don't know how true that is, but I don't, I don't think it's untrue. Um, so I did start uploading everything twice. I uploaded a video to YouTube and then a video to Vimeo. And then I did that for a while. And then I was like, this is nuts and too much work and trying to maintain all that. So then I just gave up on Vimeo and now all of my new videos are purely on YouTube. Uh, and I, I do like their player. Uh, their player is vastly improved uh, over the years. Um, there are some hidden features that you could do, like, you know, like stopping those related videos at the very end, which is, you know, what a lot of people don't like. Um, for my new site design, I almost went back to Vimeo. Um, and then I just rethought about it again and, and didn't want to do that to myself of trying to upload videos twice to two different places. I know with ScreenFlow, it's not that much difficult. You can just, you know, publish a video twice. It's not hard, but, um, you know, I, I also, if, if I am going to use YouTube, um, and have a YouTube channel, then I want to, I want as many people as they're driving traffic to that YouTube channel as well. So, um, that way, you know, YouTube appreciates me giving, getting more traffic, hopefully boosting my results or related videos or whatever they do, right. Whatever the YouTube magic they do is. So that's why I, I definitely have decided to give up on Vimeo. I'm, I, I still have a lot of video on there on Vimeo and I'm not going to remove them right now. But um, all my latest and latest stuff is all on uh, youtube.com slash Weaver Space. And um, I, I definitely plan on, you know, focusing on that YouTube channel a lot more uh, in, the, in, the, in the coming year to really promote it, make it nicer. Um, I, I got some, uh, a thing called YouTube or TubeBuddy, which is kind of like a YouTube management extension on steroids for, you know, for your YouTube channels and whatnot. Um, you know, another service I actually, I also tried for a while is called Wistia. And, um, I have a few videos on that. Like the, if you go to foundationstacks.com, uh, that video on the homepage is Wistia and a few others. Like I think my call to action stack and a, and a few other like sales promo videos were on Wistia. And I, I started, I looked at Wistia and it's pricey. It's definitely pricey. Um, and they had a special going on at one point where for 25 bucks a month, I got their business plan, which was, which now, if you were to do that is like, I don't know, I think it's like $150 a month or something, something nuts. And, um, because of that savings, I never got off of it and I still have a few videos on there, but definitely this year I'm going to, I'm going to kill that account off, uh, re- recoup my $25 a month that I'm paying them and, um, and have everything hosted off of YouTube. Yeah, that's cool. Um, funny story. I used to work at an advertising company, and they were working out of the same building as us. So I met the founder of Wistia and stuff like that. Oh, Wistia is cool. really, really cool. They do. They have some really advanced analytics tools and stuff like that. Yes, yeah, I, I, I didn't feel like I was really utilizing it to the fullest. Uh, the stuff they do is is phenomenal. I do have to say, I love the, I love everything they do, and they also do a lot of like video tutorials as well, like to teach you to be a better videographer and stuff like that. So the the content and the the product that they have is really stellar. Um, I just feel it's it's not what I need right now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just like the heat maps and giving you the analytics of like when people stop watching your video and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And- they have some advanced yes. marketing stuff in there too. So you can have like pop-ups that, you know, integrate with your own marketing system and stuff like that. So there's definitely some, some benefits of it. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I hear you. I can't, that's just probably out of the price point of many of 
you know, you, I, and a lot of our listeners too. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I guess a couple, a couple more I have on the list. Um, one is Cloudinary. We talked about Cloudinary on, uh, on the images podcast and, um, they also do video. I've never played with them at all for video. Um, but I know that they do do video. So how, do you use Cloudinary, right? Did you say that you use Cloudinary? Not, no, never for video. Oh, okay. I've played, yeah, I've never I used it for with video them for, either. Played with them for static images and stuff like that to try out their service, but never, never something for video and never something I put into like a production environment. But I certainly would trust them to do that. Yeah. I, I just quickly searched to see if they have video management. I wonder if they have any sort of transformations. Oh, they do. They, they you can do a square square cropped video based on your you know your nineteen you know sixteen by nine video. That's pretty cool. Um, interesting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure they're free plan. I think that'd be pretty nuts. I I'm pretty sure you'd have to pay for the video stuff. Um, you can't do it for free like you could with the images with them. At least I would assume that. I don't know. Look into it. But yeah. Um, yeah. Next up, uh, last one on my list is Cloudflare. Um, yeah, it's kind of new. It's in beta right now. Their their video service. I haven't used it at all. Do you know much about it, Greg? Uh, all I know is that it's in beta and, and it sounds interesting. My only concern is the cost of yeah that that service because it's not going to be free. Yep, you will have to pay for it, and it will be paid per use, and so it's not included in the plans from what I when I gather so even if you paid $20 a month for your site or whatever you got to pay on top of that for for the video hosting yes yeah you have to pay a usage fee for you know it depends on how much you use that feature they yeah they, they they've been they've been doing that a few, for a few other things like Argo and a bunch of other stuff um some other features that you pay based on usage um right so yeah I don't know what the pricing will be I, I don't think they've announced it at all it's just in beta so um but yeah, and that's, I, I would assume it's kind of like just warehousing. So you'd have a video up there and instead of it being served up from your server, it'll be served up from there. I'd probably recommend if you're going to do, you know, big, long videos, still don't use something like Cloudflare, probably better with something like Vimeo or YouTube. Um, but I don't know the pricing again, like we said. Um, yep. So yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll have to keep it. We'll have to keep an eye on it. And if yep. anything changes, of course, we, let, we will let everybody know. Yeah. Cool. Well, one thing I I, sh- I should mention, one thing that I've gotten a couple of requests from users is creating a video version of this podcast. Um, so I have been looking into it. I actually bought um so that I didn't even talk to Greg about this. So I bought a plugin for Final Cut Pro that does like the you know like the audio wave things like you know um like when an audio goes you know like the wave things like the stereo right. So I got this plugin for Final Cut and um. You you load in your video your audio file and it'll dynamically create this wave thing. So I was thinking of like just doing like a some like our artwork, and then like at the bottom would just be a wave file, uh you know a wave video of the audio that's actually playing right then, and then um that could be the video and upload that to YouTube or something like that. <laughs> and the re- just- the reason people have been wanting this is um we have a couple hearing impaired users. And, um, obviously if you are hearing impaired, you cannot listen to a podcast. Um, and YouTube will auto transcribe video for free. So, um, you know, that was a way that, uh, we could potentially get the, the podcast out to people and get it auto transcribed. Interesting. 
Yeah. yeah. So interesting. So it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool plugin. Um, I I don't know Final Cut at all, so I'm trying to learn Final Cut as well. And um, you know, all my kids, my son's a big good drummer, so I got that. Also, I thought it'd be cool, like when I record him playing the drums, it would like I could have his the song going while he's drumming. I don't know, whatever. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> but yeah, in my copious amounts of free time, um, yeah. Anyway, well, by the time this is released, I, I, a cool World Cup is going to be out there. And I'm excited about that. Are you a World Cup fan, Greg? I am very excited about it. I I wish I can watch it more. I didn't actually really get into soccer until grad school, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, I started playing pickup soccer. My buddy was an avid soccer fan, kind of getting into it more and more over the years and appreciate the intensity and dedication of of the fans and the sport, you know. Yep. And, and and playing pickup soccer, realize how hard it is and how much fun it is and how how you can move with your feet. And it's kind of like, you know, 90 minutes of intensive running. Yeah. <laughs> have to be insane shape for that. Yeah. But by the time this podcast ends, it looks like I was just looking at the dates. Real good. It looks like they'll be starting the knockout rounds of the World Cup. So, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, Starts. Yeah. Yep. And uh, if you want some status, everyone, check out worldcupbrackets.info. It's a cool little website I made, just a fun side project. Yeah, yeah nice. It has all the brackets and the groups and all that jazz. And I, I'm going to be live updating that as the games go on every day. I'll update the, the website with all the stats and whatnot. So, yeah. You, up- you update it by hand? Yeah, so it's a, it's a static generated site. So I have like a JSON file. And so I'll I'll put in all the scores inside the JSON file, and then I'll just it runs on off Jekyll, and uh, and then so I'll process the uh, uh, Jekyll file, and it'll rebuild the static site, and I'll just publish it back up every day. Mm-hmm. So it's semi manual. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. It's uh, gonna be interesting. No U.S. No, no U.S. US. Who, who's your pick? Do you have a pick for the World Cup? No, I'm not. I'm not good at that. I haven't. I don't forget to follow it too close. Lead him pick. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm calling it Brazil. Calling it. And it's not just because my wife is from Brazil. I was going to say because of family ties. No. You know something. You got no. Like... It. It actually is. They do have a really badass team this year. So, um. Yeah. yeah I'm calling it. Nice. Okay. Well, we'll touch base and we'll and we'll see how we make up. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, cool, Greg. Where can everybody find your beautiful face? My beautiful face. Wow, Joe. Didn't, didn't know you felt that way. Know you felt that way. I'm gonna have to rename this podcast. <laughs> you can find me at Barshard on Twitter, Chili Dog Hosting, ChiliDogsoftware.com. Sweet. And How I am you? I am at Joe Workman everywhere, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. Check us out on uh weavers.space. Uh and uh the if you have any comments, we have a community for Weaver Radio on weavers.space. And also you can email us at feedback at weaverradio.com. And if you are enjoying the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. We love it. Um, actually, Greg, well, uh, next show, we are going to start calling off our reviews, right? Remind me, next show, sure. we're, we have, we have a right. couple five-star reviews on there. And uh, I want to thank those people. So if you, you want, yes. please go ahead and... Uh, you know, put in some five star reviews and uh, let us know what you're enjoying, and we'll give you a shout out directly here on the podcast. So please go ahead and iTunes and to do that. Great. 
And if you want to listen to the past shows, you can listen to us on all your favorite podcast players and um, check out weaverradio.com slash archive. Sweet. Thanks, Greg. Thank you, sir. Till next time. Yep. Talk to you later. Bye, everybody. Boom. Awesome.